Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis Diamonds are so bright and full of fire, they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis Financing, you can enjoy up to five years to pay with zero interest. Our generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. I'm here to kind of act and I'm that's my job. You know, that's serious. That's my profession. So when I'm trolled for that, it's harder for me to sit there and say ignore the trolls because suddenly for the first time it actually kind of hurts. It hit and you? it hit me. That one specific line. You made me tired. You all listen to me. You all made me tired. What do I say? Fine. Sarah, such a pleasure to have you back on Film Thank Companion. You. It's Thank been you. forever. Yeah, a year and two months to be precise. My God, you remember this? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I do. You know, we met just before Kedarnath release. Yes, we did. Right? Um, and it's been so amazing to see you soar. Uh, all the success, the the hit films, the projects that keep getting announced, the brands that you've signed, the awards, yeah, Thank knock you. on wood, absolutely, yeah, really. absolutely. So yes, we get there to the hard so. part. Yes, there is I a know. So. There, so. Always, there always is a so. <laughs> no, so I felt like the trailer of Lavajkal was the first time I heard criticism of oh, you. Yes, you know how, and I wondered, like, how did you process that? You know. Um, I'll, it's very interesting that you ask me that, and it's nice that you use the word criticism instead of trolling. Um, but you know, some of it was, yeah, you know, both. it did get mean, yeah. You know, yeah. because I think that I have, with so much confidence, sat there and said that you know you shouldn't pay heed to what trolls say, and you know you should be you and you should be confident. But I think that as a girl, that has never really derived her confidence from the way that she looks. Um, I don't mind being trolled for being fat. You know, or I don't for a girl that you know really enjoys doing like multiple color nail paint because you know why not? I'm having fun. I don't mind if you troll me for wearing a cap. You know, both of which have happened before. But I'm here to kind of act, and I'm that's my job. You know, that's serious. That's my profession. So when I'm trolled for that, suddenly you know, with all the confidence still intact. It's harder for me to sit there and say ignore the trolls because suddenly, for the first time, it actually kind of hurts. It hit and you. And it hit me. It hit me because 
all trolling before that had been like I said before about things that I really don't pay heed to. I don't think it's anybody's business what color my cap or nails are, you know. But um, I act for the audiences, um, like most of us do. I mean, it's the audiences from one to five, and then the media at six, seven, and eight for me in order of importance, and that that's what it's always been. And um, seeing that kind of did upset me a little bit. Um, but I'm also aware that everybody is entitled to their own opinions and I respect opinions and I also feel like there's always something to learn, you know, especially at our job, you're a student forever and you're a learner forever and the day you stop learning and growing, you're kind of done. So you take positive criticism uh, positively and you try to inculcate that in your work, in your behavior, in your mind and then there are of course some trolls that are only there, out there to pull you down. And you don't give them the satisfaction of doing that because that's not cool. But um, I think that there is always some learning to take, which I've done. But I can't sit here with that much confidence and say, forget trolls, ignore them, because you can't always do that. Yeah, yeah. But don't get pulled down because that's not, you know, just learn and improve. But that one specific line, I'm just wondering, like, when you were doing it, did you imagine it would become what it did? You know, we weren't allowed to see the monitor. So I had no idea what it was looking like. Um, I've spoken to Imtia sir about this. And um, I think that what's also happened is the fact that I don't look good in that. Um, when it comes to people, you know, trolling it for saying overacting or this, that and the other, I'll be honest with you, every single day on set, not only was I acutely aware of what Zoe, my character, had to feel, but Imtia sir made me feel exactly what Zoe was to feel at that point of time. Now, that is Imtia sir's vision and my attempt. So, that was not a ham shot on our part, you know, because I was really crying. And I felt like I think Zoe would have been feeling at that moment in time. So I did what I came to me organically at that time. Of and course. I think that somewhere down the line, there is a, it's not a pretty shot. But it's not your job to be pretty. You know, I, but somewhere I think that the, you know, archetype of a heroine is ki rote work, marte work, haste work, haate work. Matlab, kuch bhi karo, aapko achha lagna chahiye. So I think maybe it's that. I, I don't know what it is, you know, uh, people have dissected it for various different reasons. Some sweet people have said that you were okay, it's just that low angle shot where your mouth is looking bad. Some people have said that, you know, it's because it's cut in the middle of the scene, so they haven't understood the pitch of the scene or the character. So there are people that will, you know, try to show me the silver lining. But the truth is that it's something that the audiences haven't liked, um, some of them. And those are the people that I do what I do for. So I think there's only learning to go from here. And here, here's hoping that there's you know, parts of me in the film that they do like. And here's hoping that, you know, I can make them happy and entertain them more and more in the future. There's only learning to take from this, I think. Yeah. Tell me about Zoe. Um, Imtiaz described her as, as somebody who's very hard on the outside, yes. but very fragile, fragile on the inside. inside. Yes. Now, do you relate to her? Do you understand her? And is that important for you to act her? I don't think that understanding uh, character, I mean, understanding a character is, of course, important. 
uh, relating to a character is also important. And I remember it was actually you only last time we were talking about empathy. Yeah. And we were talking about how empathy is very, very important for an actor. But empathy doesn't always have to come in the way that you have gone through that in your sure. own life. Yeah, but you can that's imagine where, it. That's, I was just going to say that's where imagination, observation and direction I think come in. Because you are made to kind of understand the emotions that that character has to feel at that time. And with Imtia, so you're actually feeling those emotions at that time, which is beautiful and a great privilege for any actor. So um, I think that I haven't personally gone through the riot of emotions that Zoe has. Um, but there are, of course, a lot of things that are similar with both of us. Uh, we're both extremely career-driven. We're both independent girls. We are both, we both live with single mothers um, who have a very, very large influence on the way that we are, the way that we perceive life. And uh, Imtia sir and me used to actually talk about Zoe, you know, because they used to, we used to say Andar wali Zoe and Bahar wali Zoe, because I think that that's life really, you know, I don't even, it's all of us. Mm. There's an inner core to us and then there's an exterior to us that we showcase other people. And it's not only a facade. Sometimes it, it generally it generally is how it's we are. It's another version you know? of you. And they're both true. Right. They're both accurate. So Zoe as a girl, you know, as soft as he said, she is from the inside. She's a romantic, you know, on the inside. She wants love. She wants that, you know, perfect kind of relationship maybe. Um, but she's also very, very practical, pragmatic and driven. And what that does, like it does to most people today, is it kind of confuses the situation because she is striving to strike the balance between two seemingly opposing ideas. Because what do you do, you know? Like, do you give up that big promotion to be with the love of your life? Is he even the love of your life? Do you know if there's a love of your life? Is that <laughs> how it really is? So all of those extremely, I think, important and relevant concepts are things that Imtia sir and me have kind of tried to did, showcase. Did you sort of in a sense, contribute to who she is by these ideas because you are so similar in some ways? I think that the only real similarities between us are that we live with single parents, uh, single mothers, and we are very, very driven by our careers. But I think the fact, whether it's the language that she speaks, the way that she speaks, or the way that she kind of expresses herself in general, she's not very much like me. Okay. We are both reactive, but in different ways, I think. I, I, Imtiasa said this earlier today, uh, and I don't think that he's very wrong. I think Sarah's a little smarter than Zoe is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really do think so. Um, Zoe's not that smart. She is a little more impulsive. Um, which needn't be a bad thing. Um, and uh, she kind of is a little edgier. It's more easy to get her nervous. Mm. I also get very nervous, but I think I have, I have a handle on it more than she does. You know, she can kind of like blow up suddenly and start like screaming. If you watch right. the trailer, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> you know, um, I also think that she kind of depicts, um, you know, this, I think that women today are in general just very different you know, to what they were like 11 years ago when the first love article came out. Of or any time before that, you know. Yeah. I think that they've become so much more vocal about their needs. And those needs have also evolved so much over time, you know. Whatever it is, whether it's financial independence, whether it's physical intimacy, whether it's emotional volatility, I think women are more openly embracing what it is that they want. Mm. And um, they, because maybe it's more acceptable to talk about it, I think that they are doing that more. I can't imagine going up to a guy and saying, you refuse to sleep with me. And now you're following me. It's like, I don't have the guts to do that. You know, now they have the guts to go to a guy and say, F you asshole. Like, I, 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 I'm a little meeker than that. You're not that. You know, I'm not that. I'm really not that. You know, I, I also don't say, you don't very often. 
<laughs> I might start now. Listen, it's a great line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, I, well, I, you know, I embrace I, it now. I, you should. I want it on a T-shirt. I feel yeah. like it can be used in many I, situations. I, I feel so. I feel know? so. And it should just be like, and if you don't stop, I'll keep saying that line to you. <laughs> so maybe then you stop. But you know. Sarah, you have five projects on your on your IMDb yes. filmography, yes. right? And now two of them are, I don't know, whatever reboots, reimaginations, love, Ajkal, and Kuli Number One. Yes. Do you think, Sarah, you're setting yourself up for comparison? Uh, I didn't think so, uh, but maybe I don't know. Um, but I think that um, it's not something that I'm necessarily afraid of because I think that everybody, every individual comes with their own individuality, you know. And um, with Love Ajkal specifically, um, you know, I, I think that, like I've said before, we are depicting what love is today, which is different from what love was 11 years ago. Sure. Just like women are different today than they were 11 years ago. So I think that it is a very fresh story. The characters are fresh, the characters are new, the characters are relatable. Um, will comparison happen? I mean, it would be, not, I, I would have said idealistic, but at this point, I think it would be stupid to think that it won't. So yes, that will happen. Um, but I think that, you know, you won't only compare it. Right. Once not. you're done doing that, and once right. you're done saying that Deepika Padukone is amazing and Karishma Kapoor did Husna Suhana very well, then you might be like, you know, okay, fine, but what's new? Right. And when you reach that stage, here's hoping that you do find what's new, because I think in both the films, we have tried to inculcate freshness and newness. And I think, you know, Karthik and me are an interesting pair to see. Varun and me have great energy. So it would be nice. And, and I think that we've, you know, really tried our best to kind of do something different. And I hope that that's what's taken away from it. Sir, what can you tell me about Atrangire? Because uh, um, I, I love the worlds that Anand and Himanshu create. Yes. But I have to tell you, I got a little nervous seeing two men who are so much older mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So what can you tell us about this film? I really don't think very much at all at this point. But um, I can tell you that as an actor, I have been, I, I remember saying this to you before my first film even came out, that I have understood that films are a director's medium. Yeah. You know. Um, Right now, working on Love Ajkal, I realized that, you know, one does everything because of the director. He's, set, he's the captain of the ship. He sets the tone on the set. He's the voice. He's everything. You're just the body, really. Um, and I've always been very sure and hopeful to have the opportunity to work with good filmmakers. What I can say is that Anandji, much like Intia, sir, I think depicts his women very beautifully. And the only thing that I can tell you about Atrangi Ray is that it's a very beautiful depiction of a girl and it's her story, you know. And um, of course, you know, there's Akshay Sir and there's Dhanush and I'm so excited to be able to work with them. I think Akshay Sir is just super, I mean, he's like one of the biggest stars in our country. Dhanush is like extremely understated, but such a fantastic humble, actor. fantastic actor, yeah, one of the yeah. finest our country has. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And um, I think that I'm just privileged to have had the opportunity and, you know, I, I keep getting the opportunity to work with filmmakers that tell such interesting stories that depict the grayness in women so beautifully, you know, Imtiasa and Anansa specifically. Their women are not archetype correct, you know, heroines. They have a voice, they have opinions. They're, they're relevant, 
you know, and that, that's, I think, the most I can tell you about Adrangiri <laughs> at this point. That it's a good film and I'm privileged to be in it. Okay, but is this... And A.R. Rehman sir is doing the music of the film. Amazing. You know, amazing. So that's, that's again, amazing. Tell me, um, this thing that you just talked about, you know, characters who have a voice, who have something to say. Now, in a Kuli number one, what does the female actually have to say? Uh, and is that a criteria for you, Sarah? Or are you seeing things for, okay, in this film, this character is like this and that's fine. I'm choosing to do this. Here, it's a stronger character and this works for me as well. How are you choosing your films? I think that, firstly, I have to say that my films are choosing me. You know, mm -hmm. when, you know, David Dhawan comes to you with a commercial, entertaining, riot of energy-filled film with his, you know, extremely talented son, then you don't, you don't choose it. If Imtiazari comes to you with a romantic film, you don't choose it. I mean, it comes to you and then like what? Like how do you say no to that? No, so you know? you're not going to say, no, this character just sings and dances and I'm not going to do that. I love that also. Sure. I love that also, sure. you know. I did it in Simba. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think that I had very much to do yeah. in terms of screen time. But I think that sometimes they are just people. Uh, whether they are actors, whether they are directors, whether they are just films and projects in general that you want to be a part of. And it's not always who's telling the narrative or how much of the narrative are you driving. Sometimes it's just a great story that you want to be a part of, you know. Husna um, Sohana and Raste Se Jara Tha are two of my favorite songs, you know. I wanted to be in the recreation of that. I wanted to be able to dance with Ganesh sir in sarees, which he hasn't let me wear, but anyway. Uh, you know, I, I thought we would. I thought they'd give me a saree, man, they didn't. But anyway, young. So, you know, I, I was, I, I really did want to do that. I think that Varun and David sir get their comic timing so well together. Yeah. You know, I personally yeah. love Jurva. Yeah. Um, I think that Varun is very, very talented. Um, so to be given the opportunity to work with them was an opportunity that I didn't want to say no to. And I think you do different films for different reasons. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as long as you know what that reason is and it comes from an honest and true space, I think that that's truly enough. I aspire for diversity. I aspire for versatility. And um, doing a romantic film with Karthik and Imtiaz is as exciting for me as doing a commercial entertainer with Varun and David sir. Mm. Tell me, the other thing that I really... Um, admire is is how unfiltered you are yeah. okay I love that you just say what you feel and and you know you're not being um, uh, it doesn't feel rehearsed yeah, it's you know not. It's, it's, it's really you, not you're talking I've had like 12 interviews today I mean like one would have thought that I'm ending the day with Anupama Chopra what should I definitely say and I walked in and I was just like you know I'm so tired and a friend of mine asked me that you know are you sure you want to give this interview like you're okay right I was like what do you mean she'll ask me a question and I'll answer it like even if I'm tired like I'm not gonna not answer like it's not like I have to do my homework and come here like what does that mean she wants to talk to me right exactly. so why exactly. do I have to study to be me absolutely exactly and and that's that's wonderful because it's not that common. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot deny that. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I like that, you know, uh, at the uh, earlier when, when, uh, we, when you were first starting out, you were very open. And, and I remember you told me about stalking people on Instagram. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> You're still yeah, doing that. Of course. I was doing it right now. You told me to wait for 10 minutes. What was I doing in the room? Stalking people on Instagram. And what I, what I thought was amazing, Sarah, was how you were very open about saying, I've got a crush on Akkarthik. Right. Yeah. After that, you didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, there was all this conversation. Are they dating? Are they not dating? You didn't say anything. Is that because you've chosen that your personal life will be personal? 
you know i'll be honest with you i think that when i first said what i said um i realized that while people appreciate the fact that i don't have a filter they don't know me well enough to understand why i'm saying what i'm saying you know what you say on coffee with karan is not a proposition nor is it a confession nor is it the gospel truth it's something that you say in fun and games sure. and it should be taken that way yeah um i'm beginning to realize that you have to kind of i can't have a filter because that's just not me but i think that you have to be aware of the way people might perceive what it is that you that you're saying you know um firstly that secondly i think that when um comments that you say just randomly because you have no filter uh kind of override what it is that you're trying to talk about then i think that it's better not to talk about it like right now you know i appreciate the fact that people you know say things about like the fact that they like mine and karthik's chemistry and that's great because i'm really hoping that you do because on the 14th of february we're doing a film and it's valentines day and i would love for you guys to come and watch it but i don't want that to be you know the talking factor the sure. fact of the matter is that imtia sir has directed a beautiful romantic film with two characters you know where veer it like embodies like this idealism and he's like you know like a very idealistic kind of you know half sufi half like you know into like this metaphysical world almost you know like ye hona chahiye aur ye funde hote hain life mein kind of guy and zoe is like a career driven pragmatic practical today kind of girl and it's that chemistry that i'm excited for people to be talking about sure as opposed to a comment that i made on coffee with kara because that's not the point so you're being more you mindful know? now i don't think so i don't think so but i'm just hoping that i'll keep getting opportunities to clarify what i really mean and people understand that there's a time and place for what you say right. and you know that that should be kept in mind you know you can't be uh you know sitting and giving important interviews to people and have them ask you oh you said you have a crush on kartik aryan like i said that on coffee with karan to karan johar like who, you know the kind of things people say on that show mm. like my father said if you have money you can keep her. i don't think he meant that you know <laughs> like please come on i don't think he wants to sell me to anybody that has money i really really hope that's not the case i know that's not the case he's not selling me to the rich people in of india i promise you that's not about to happen you know so i think that sometimes you just say things and um I'm honestly not even apologetic about it. I don't even mind being quoted, misquoted. I think it's all part and parcel of the game. Sure. Yeah. But um I think that one thing that I've realized is that people don't always understand the intention behind what I'm saying. You know, I'm uh, uh I'm a humorous kind of person. A lot of things I say are usually just in humor and I wish that people would just understand that. Is any part of this um in any way feeling like a burden? Which part? Uh, of being an actor not at all not at all not at all it's a blessing it's a blessing every single day and there there are days that it's taxing there are days that it's exhausting there are days that you know you have to wake up at 5 in the morning because i have this thing where i have to work out on the treadmill before i do anything whether it's an interview or a song shoot song shoot obviously but interview also i think i wake up puffy you know so it's this thing that after one hour of like sweating it out i feel like i'm looking thinner i promise you this is true and it and i it really every is morning, every just morning i'm just sweating it out you know and then i feel better so yeah there you know silly things like that or bigger things you know like you know trolling or being conscious about you know the media scrutiny or whatever it is but i would not want to have it any other way mm. and even if like you know uh, th- there is excessive media scrutiny or you know there people kind of invasive a little bit or here there and everywhere i always ask myself would i be okay with the reverse imagine that okay i'm puffy and i have a pimple on my face and i don't want to be photographed outside the gym 
and I leave the gym and suddenly there's nobody standing there. Am I okay with that? Really? Do I want to be at the airport and like have somebody push me? Probably not. But do I want to be at the airport and have nobody even look at me? I don't think so. Mm. So you have to, I mean, understand that most things that seem like they're a burden are actually a privilege. I mean, I hate having time off. Yeah, I don't mind having like, you know, three hours off in a day. Like 18 hour days don't need to be the hey, case every day. Those Maldives pictures uh, were pretty damn good, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you liked like that, your time yeah, off. Yeah, I did. I did. I do like my time off. But exactly, time off like that, that you feel like you've like earned. Yeah. Right before you go into promoting Love Ajkal and then shooting Kuli and then starting Atrangi Ray, right after you've finished your final scare of Kuli and a song with Intia Sir, like then you feel like you've earned it. You know, so I quite like the, you know, burdens. I don't even look at it as that. Listen, privileged to do what I love. Your Instagram is really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Namaste I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's gonna, I need personal, to do a new one. It's fun. It's it's is it all you? Always. Who can do Namaste Darshako? Gori Ityadi. Who'll write that for me? Who will do it? Nobody. Have you seen my shairies? They're like they come up on the spot like candy cane by the window pane. Like that's not even cool. Like you know, but I think that it's it's just me and uh, you know yeah it's, it's organic fun. yeah i enjoy it i have fun kind of doing it now i was very um, in fact when we did our first interview i was like i had been on instagram for like i think two months or something like yeah. that it was very new to me i didn't even know what insta size was back then i remember because i used to be like looking so nice today i was my shoes aren't showing but now i've learned you know so like it's i've come a long way but i'm having a good time Tell me, you did this um, magazine cover with your brother. Yes. Um, and at some point, I'm assuming he will he will be part of the business, right? Um, he wants to. He, so, what have you learned in the last few years that you want to protect him from? I think that it's not about protecting because everybody has their own journeys. And mm. no matter what it is, personally, professionally, all the advice that my parents have given me, I'm very thankful for it. But I'm going to be make my own mistakes. Yeah. And so will he. The one thing that I'll encourage him to do is firstly get an education because there it's it's the most important fundamental thing. It's the only thing it, it defines who you are. You know, it's not even about what you learn. I've told him you can study photography, you can study filmmaking, you can study neuroscience, you can study history, you can study uh, cooking. I don't care. I want you to learn how to learn because at this job, that's what you have to do constantly. You have to be learning. And that's also a skill. Your brain is a muscle. Yeah. You need to keep working it. And it's an important muscle. You know, you can build your triceps in the gym, but how are you going to work that brain if it doesn't even know where to start from? So firstly, I think education is key. Second, I think that balance in life is very important. And it comes from having a grounding wherein you know who you are. Have friends that show you the mirror. Have a reality that you go home to every single day. And these are the two things that I would tell him to definitely ensure that he is. He's his own person and he has a surrounding that keeps him real when it gets too loud out there. Good, bad, different, ugly, pretty, whatever. It gets loud. We live in a loud world, you know. Oh my God, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're looking so nice. Oh my God, you suck. You're fat. You're huge. So many opinions, riot of opinions, constant opinions. You need to know when to just silence them out a little and hear your own voice. That's something I'm going to encourage him to develop. Does your mom help you do that? She tries to. I haven't done most of it. I know you have to do it. I'm, I'm working on it every day. But I, I, I know that you have to do it. And I think that's the first step, you know. I'm far from doing it. Um, really? Do you keep important. listening to the loudness? 
I mean, I listen to it. I think I'm better than I could have been. I, I'm not actually, I don't want to be overtly humble here. I'll be honest with you. I know when to silence it out. And I think I do a pretty decent job of finding a balance between, you know, my professional life and my real life and my mm -hmm. real life, which is all kind of, you know, goes into one another. But I think that my mom helps keep me very, very grounded and very, very real. No matter what I'm doing, whether it's an interview with you or a song with Varun or a scene with Karthik, like when they say pack up and I go home and there's no mascara and there's a nighty on, I'm the same girl every day and have been when I was 96 kgs and when I was seven years old. And I think that I'm proud of that. And is the parrot still there? No. We got rid of her. Oh. She, we didn't kill her or anything. We just gave her away. Oh. Uh, because... Uh, she was a cockatoo and she was very annoying and the can can like I think I lost some jobs because of that and uh, that's not cool, right? Favorite jobs story. matter. Yeah, I mean he flew on the director's shoulder. How can you do that? It's like what is this? It's like a zoo. And then they like there's a turtle that like goes on the floor and there's a dog that will just eat you MPU all day and you're like this is just sorry mom I shouldn't be talking about your son. She calls him her son, her baby son. But. I guess people do that with dogs. I don't get it. They do. They yeah, do. Well, cute. They do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't Sarah, understand. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And and lots of luck thank for you Love Archka. Very, very very. Thank much. you. <laughs> if you liked what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.